Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. I need you to go to your messages and see what I sent you. And not only our messages, but our group chat with Skylar and our group chat with Dakota, because it needs Bitch, attention. Bitch, is this your content of the week? Because this is for all of you listeners. It's not even my content of the week. Why is it's it not? not I almost sent this to you earlier. It is the picture of Jimin from the last concert for the Love Yourself tour. Yeah. And Fuck, he dude. <laughs> is wiping his forehead. You know he did this on purpose. He's wiping his forehead with, with his the shirt. bottom of his shirt. And of course, when he's lifting his shirt up, we see this wow, beautifully chiseled man. Like cut abs. Oh my god. Yeah, and you see his obliques too. Like you aren't just seeing the six pack yeah. that's clearly coming through. You see those. Those side obliques, which those are the hard the mm-hmm. hard muscles to get. And he's wearing he's leather fucking pants. Ripped. <laughs> Dude, I just I had not seen these. I hopped on our Instagram for the first time in days. Mm-hmm. And I saw this was the first thing that I saw. And I was like, holy shit. I I, I just it's well, incredible. You know, Kayla, it's maybe just... you need to head over to the Instagram side <laughs> of of things because on Instagram it's all thirst posts. Like the majority It's been a while. <laughs> you said you're that on so, our last episode. So right. I just keep saying it. But no, it's not my content of the week, which is why we're talking about it now. Um, but yeah, anyways. Hey guys, welcome back. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is too. But disclaimer, this is a comedy fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, pictures of BTS in their floral spring tour clothing are some of the best things in the fucking world. Yes, completely agree. (laughs) Or, I can't believe the Love Yourself tour is officially completed. It seems just like yesterday we were in Fort Worth. Oh my god, it so does. I can't believe that it was September, and now it's April. Fucking, it's been so Mm -hmm. long. Yeah, so much time has passed, but it feels like it was just yesterday. Right. So in today's episode, we are sharing 
two fanfics that we love in our fourth installment of the fanfic files um but dun, before dun, dun. we get into it <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> we need a sound effect there <laughs> uh, yeah we need a sound yeah, effect a but we one. don't have one but we need one in excitement But before we get into it, we have to thank you wonderful, amazing armies for being here and for supporting us. If you're a fan of this show and you want to show your support for us, you can do that by telling people about us and by writing a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or really whatever platform you listen on. It really helps us out a lot. We really appreciate it. It's a really kind thing that you guys do for us when you write a review. Um, And... If you would like to go above and beyond and show us some more support, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. And any type of support is super appreciated, guys. We really feel the love from all of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, so for BTS news, obviously, comeback is here. It's comeback week. But unfortunately, we are recording on Tuesday and the new song and everything isn't being released until probably Thursday when we're releasing this. We have uh, no idea. It just sucks. So we're, we don't know anything at this point and you guys probably do. But we will, for the next episode, talk about everything comeback related. I mean, mm-hmm. new music video, maybe even the album a little bit. And of course probably talk about SNL because they will be on Saturday Night Live this coming Saturday which is yes. so so cool like yeah I was in my patient's room today mm-hmm. and they had the TV on and I forgot what what channel they were watching like NBC or something and they said special special performance from BTS on the on the TV I just was like ah like ah. internally <laughs> screaming of course because my patient has no clue no idea BTS's. yeah yeah but how incredible. So, so excited. They're probably heading to the States like tomorrow, our time. <laughs> I know. Like they're probably here, you know, they will be here so soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you guys are listening to this, obviously they've been here. But for us, we always anticipate when they're about to touch down in the States because it's like they're on the same continent. Like uh, they're, they're fucking here. With me being in Washington area, oh, I'm like, so oh my close. gosh, I'm the same time zone as them. Well, they're going to New York, so Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Usually they're landing in LA, but how yeah. cool they're gonna be in New York. Yeah. So before we get into our content of the week, I think I we kind of need to apologize for April Fools. Uh, yeah, we just wanted to. I had honestly, I had been April Foolsing my students all day. I was, th- I it was hilarious to me, <laughs> and I was, I just said, Bethany, let's April Fools the listeners, and we we heard we got a lot of reactions from you guys with uh, some some good you know but also some that we feel really bad about like we like we actually worried or made some of you sad and 
that was we didn't we didn't mean to we do didn't that. mean for that to come out of it it, it was no. really supposed to be funny but when we got some of your guys's responses we thought oh i feel so so terrible that we did that because we don't want to make any of you feel like upset or hurt or anything we apologize completely but it was just an april fool's joke yeah. I think Kayla was on an April Fool's high from I totally teasing was. her students. <laughs> so she's like, let's tease our listeners. Right. And I went along with it. So it was yeah. both of us. Well, <laughs> sorry. And yeah. I love you guys. And we yeah. love you guys. And mm-hmm. we we won't do it again. No, we won't. We won't. We won't. No. <laughs> so my content of the week is surprisingly not that picture of Jimin's abs, although maybe it should be. But (laughs) (laughs) I should have sent it to you, but I had such a busy day. I don't know why I didn't. No, I I hopped on her Instagram, saw it for the first time. I mean, it was the first thing. But anyways, (laughs) um, so (laughs) my content of the week is the Golden Closet film in Tokyo, because I was just watching it earlier on my playlist and it's been a while since I've watched it and I just love it so much. And I, I just, I think that Jimin is amazingly showcased in this, in that like we see so many different sides of him and like, yeah, just, all I his mean, different he's, colors. All like, his different is this colors. the one where they are in Disney World? They go to Disney, they go World? To Disney World. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just like he's being just so authentic and genuine. And I just think it's so special to be able to see a video like that from someone. Mm-hmm. from bts like i just from think his best friend one of his best friends yes who made it and like the music that goes along with it like matches the vibe of like this is my best fucking friend mm-hmm. like and the I just editing also, is so subtle but it contributes so much to the mood seriously yes yeah. jungkook is very gonna, talented his editing skills he's so talented his videography mm-hmm. his angles like the way that he shoots so talented. Where the and fuck did he learn this? Did, is just, it just natural? Is it I just think natural? He's self-taught. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> God, uh. but it just literally after watching it, it it left me with the feeling that I feel every day, which is just wow. I love them so much. Like, so blessed. God, they're so amazing. As if we didn't have enough BTS content, but now we have these GCFs from Jungkook that show he he barely or rarely features himself in these GCFs. He mostly is focusing on his members. Mm-hmm. It's like we're getting to see he how he how he feels for them through yes. through the lens of his camera. Mm. God, you're going to make me cry right now. Stop. I always do that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, my content of the week is kind of obvious uh, lack of creativity here. Haven't consumed much BTS content other than the Boy With Love teaser, mm-hmm. which is fitting because we do want to talk about it briefly before next week because we'll have so much to talk about next week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely loaded episode. <laughs> so loaded. mine is the Boy With Love teaser, which is the title track. So it's actually a poem of the small things, Boy With Love. And... I think everyone has been kind of blown away with this teaser. Very different. This is the first time, as far as I'm aware, that they have featured someone else in a teaser than, than I think so. BTS. Maybe um, not. Well, 
with Boy in Love, possibly that girl in Boy in Love was featured in the teaser. I mean, they all, yeah. And then also, I think for the mic drop teaser, Aoki was in the teaser. Aoki, oh, that's right. But I would say along that vein, along that same vein. she got a lot of screen time. And and this song is featuring her and it's the like the title track right not Mm -hmm. the title track but like the hit track the hit track right the hit track and she's featured on it it's not the like it's not just like we haven't even said her name halsey halsey (laughs) yeah yeah. they're they've collaborated with halsey which i'm so incredibly happy about because they have been it's been an ongoing friendship that Mm -hmm. they've had with halsey i mean years at this point And for them to be collaborating, I think they all have a lot of the same beliefs. They stand for a lot of the same stuff. So very talented and artistic, both on both ends. And you can tell that they just appreciate each other's music. And so it's a very interesting, fun, great, genuine collaboration. So excited. The teaser is great. We get to see Halsey We get to see the sign that says persona, the sign that says love and all of them standing at the end, their pink suits. It's just I'm very excited. It it did the job of what a teaser does where you want more. (laughs) You (laughs) want to know what's going on. Right. Where what's the story now? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, super excited for it. Mm -hmm. So next week, be looking forward to come back. But for this week, we're doing fanfic files. Yes. And wonderful transition, Bethany. Wow. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much. Maybe I should just be in charge of those. You should be in charge of transitions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I am going to go first because I'm really excited about this. And if you guys have not listened to one of our fanfic file episodes before, neither of us know which fanfic the other chose. Mm -hmm. So we're basically, we're, you know, retelling the story of a fanfic, kind of summarizing and talking about it and telling it to the other one because we love fanfics and we want to talk about them. Yeah. So So. I have have no idea what Kayla's fanfic is. This is my first time hearing it. So Mm -hmm. I get to hear it with all of you guys. So let's all... Let's all listen and react. I'm excited. You have, you've really pumped me up for this. (laughs) I hope you like it because when I read this, like I instantly, I was like, fuck, this is okay. So let's just get into it. Let's do it. So this is called Unfaithful and it's by Trash for Yoongi. Oh, yeah. Unfaithful. Unfaithful. (laughs) It was published to Archive of Our Own on March 30th, 2018. So it's six chapters. They were all published on that day. The summary says, all Jimin wants is for his husband Namjoon to come home. Yay! Minjoon! (laughs) Yes. We're finally getting a Minjoon fanfic. I decided this week, today's, this is the day for Minjoon. This is the fanfic series episode where we will (laughs) discuss men june okay so chapter one we begin at a cute shop i imagine that it's like in a trendy older part of town that gets a lot of foot traffic we can see uh this big window at the front of the store and through the window we see that the shelves of the store are lined with handcrafted stuffed animals 
Oh. Some have cute outfits. Some just have bows. Customers wander in and out to marvel at and purchase these creations. Peering distractedly out of the large storefront window is Jimin, who is sitting at a table finishing up a small white and lavender teddy bear. Mm. He's quite melancholy as he sits in his self-owned shop. He can't help but to think about the joy he used to feel making these creations. Now the smile he gives his customers is faked and forced. What's got Jimin so upset? His love life is falling apart. Oh no. His husband Namjoon has been away from home a lot and he doesn't ever visit the shop anymore. Jimin wonders why Namjoon no longer loves him and if their marriage means nothing to him. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Jimin decides that he's going to get Namjoon's love back by making him a special stuffed animal. He begins to make the cutest stuffed dog saying, my cutie hubby loves dogs. I don't know why that's his voice. I might change it, (laughs) but whatever. (laughs) So it's great. While Jimin is trying to come up with ways to fix them, Namjoon is happily strolling down the street, hand in hand with, you want to guess? Oh no, Namjoon's hand in hand with someone? Mm-hmm. That's not Jimin. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. It's not Young, is it? Jin. Jin! Oh, Jin. Namjoon, all right. I know. He thinks of him as the light of his life. Jin is wearing a pink tank top that Namjoon loves. He tells Jin, you should wear tank tops more often. Seriously, you look so cute. Pink looks really good on you. Jin had been worried about looking weird, but he seems happy to receive the compliments. I'm glad you think so, he replies. It would be a shame if my favorite color didn't look good on me. Namjoon and Jin walk past the cute shop. Jin points at the cute stuffed animals with his free hand and says that he wants one. Namjoon peered into the large window of the shop and told Jin, I get paid tomorrow. We'll come back and get one. Jimin, now standing on the other side of the shop window, clutched the partially made dog in his hands, betrayal washing over him. He wonders, how could Namjoon be out with another man? Why would he bring them here? Who is he? Am I really not enough for him? He scoffs and thinks that he could look good in a pink tank top too. Oh. That night, Namjoon still didn't come home. The next day, Jimin frowned throughout work. He sighed as he glanced over to, at the TV. The news says something about a murder. A terrible topic to be floating through a stuffed animal store. Jimin turns the TV off and sees Namjoon standing outside the shop window. He instantly knows he would forgive Namjoon in a second, but he's ready and he's ready to give him the stuffed dog. Please, hubby, he thinks, just come inside. But Namjoon, who stands there with slumped shoulders, simply turns away with Jin's name on his lips. Oh, wow. Kayla. This is dark. I'm so excited. Okay. This is dark. This is so unlike Namjoon. Are you but ready? All right. All right. All right. Chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> A week later, Jimin is closing up his shop for the evening. He still hasn't heard from Namjoon. He hasn't seen him. Thoughts of their wedding day is flooding his mind as he fiz- fidgets with his wedding ring. They'd been so happy. At least he was. 
He thought Namjoon was too. His chest is aching as he thinks back to that day, thinking about the love he's losing. He wishes for Namjoon to hold him and to tell him that he loves him. Jimin knows Namjoon isn't at home, so he checks the gas station he works at. Not there. He goes to the park and sits at the be- and sits at the park bench where they first met. He remembers the day well. Namjoon was reading a thick book. Jimin asked about its contents, and Namjoon explained the elaborate plot. It was all too confusing for Jimin, but he loved listening to Namjoon talk about it. But Namjoon isn't here this time, so Jimin decides to go check the local cafe that Namjoon frequents. Inside the cafe, Namjoon and Yoongi sit. Yoongi is asking to borrow said thick book, graciously accepting it from Namjoon. I've been wanting to read it ever since you told me about it, he says. He's being overly nice. He can tell that Namjoon is down. Namjoon stares into his cold cup of coffee and asks Yoongi, Yoongi, will you stay with me tonight? To which he replies, of course, as he tucks the book away. He knows his friend is feeling down, so he'd do anything to help him. Jimin can't believe what he's seen. (laughs) He's on a date with a different man now uh-huh. and giving this man the special book Namjuni had told him about the first day they met. Mm. He wants to run over and interrupt their little meeting, but he can't get closer because if Namjoon were to catch him spying, he'd get angry and then he'd never come home. And Jimin feels too upset and too angry to talk to Namjoon right now anyway. He leaves the cafe for home and he goes directly to his bedroom, where he stares longingly at Namjoon's side of the bed, thinking about how long it's been untouched. He changes Aww. into pajamas, crawls into bed, and cries himself to sleep alone. No, Jimin! So, my gathering from this is that there's a big misunderstanding going on. But also, oh. also... <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though there's a big misunderstanding, like, why is Namjoon not there? Why is Namjoon not coming home? We'll we'll try to find out. We'll find out. So (laughs) in the morning, he wakes up more tired than usual. He wonders why, but chalks it up to how much he cried last night. He goes about his morning routine and heads to the shop. Maybe Namjoon will visit today, he thinks. On his way, he picks up a newspaper. The headlines tell of another murder. It made him so sad to see. Was it the same culprit as the last, he wonders? As he enters his shop, he sets down the paper on his counter. He walks over to his sewing table and, oddly enough, notices the thick book sitting there. Did Namjoon change his mind and bring this to me, he ponders. He didn't remember Namjoon having a key to the shop, but it doesn't matter. He's just happy to have the book. So... Oh, no, this whole reoccurring murder thing. (laughs) Yeah. Chapter three. Ooh. Chapter three begins with Jimin leafing through the book, smiling. He knows it's too complicated for him to understand, but he doesn't care. He'll finish it eventually. If Namjoon likes it, he'll try to understand it. Customers begin walking through a shop, so he sets the book down to begin crafting new stuffed animals. People like to see him work, and it makes them happy to see the finished products. As he picks up the scissors, he sees a faint red smudge. What's this? He asks. Jimin walks to the supply room and cleans them off with an alcohol wipe. 
paint or something, he mumbles as he cleans. He doesn't use paint often, but he's not sure what else it could be. Red is also his favorite color, so he would have chosen that that color if he decided to paint. So paint, he decides. That has to be it. What else could it be? Mm -hmm. So he gets back to work. Today, he's working on a white teddy bear that resembles Namjoon. He says, you remind me of my hubby, but you won't leave me like he did. You'll stay with me forever. Jimin can't wait to show the the cute creation to Namjoon, thinking about how proud it will make him. He hugs the bear with glee and just... The thought of Namjoon puts him on cloud nine. Mm. He decides that he's going to give Namjoon a call. They haven't spoken in weeks. He knows it's a long shot, but maybe he'll answer. Maybe he'll answer. Maybe he'll come home. So he hurries back to the supply room to grab his phone. He always keeps it there. Otherwise, he'd lose it. He taps Namjoon's name under favorites and listens to it ring Finally, the call is answered, and Jimin's heart is filled with excitement as he says, Namjuna, I miss you. Aww. You don't need to miss me, Jiminy, Namjoon says with a chuckle. I'm not far away. But you never come to see me, Jimin whines. I want to see you. Why can't I be with my own husband? Namjoon sighs softly. I'll come back for you if you make me proud, Jiminy. Can you do that? Can you be a good boy for me? What? Jimin... <laughs> Jimin nods excessively. Yes, I will. I'll be good. I'll make you proud. What? <laughs> Just keep- <laughs> I don't know where this is going. At first I was like, Namjoon's um, dead. And then you're just like, keep waiting for be a me. Good boy. <laughs> I'm confused. All right. I'm listening. Okay. Just keep waiting for me like a good boy, Namjoon says, sounding... <laughs> sounding i'm so sorry i'm so sorry no it's a it's a it's amazing thank you um (laughs) sounding very pleased through the phone okay i love you jimin responds he can't stop smiling namjoon ends the call without saying the words back to him but he knows now that namjoon will come home jimin just has to be a good boy that's After some the kinky phone call, weird shit, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not. After the phone call, Namjoon sits with Hosok. He runs his fingers through his hair, trying to remain calm. I feel like all of this is my fault somehow. He couldn't stop thinking about the recent deaths in the city. First Jin, now Yoongi, he says. Jin was his boyfriend. Yoongi was his best friend two of the most precious people in the world to him. It can't just be coincidence, Hosok. Hosok, who had been rubbing Namjoon's back in slow, soothing circles, which is such a fucking Hosok thing, Mm -hmm. pulled him into an embrace. His crescent moon bracelet jingles quietly with the movement. Stop, he says. You have done nothing wrong. You were a loving boyfriend and a sweet friend. There is no way any of this is your fault. Namjoon had asked Yoongi to stay with him the night he was murdered, but he says he never showed up. Hosok offers to stay the night with Namjoon. He promises not to leave his side if it makes him feel safer. Namjoon indicates that he'd like that because he can't stand being alone right now. Just then, Hosok stops talking because he sees a creepy guy with a weird look on his face standing across the street. Oh no. 
He asks if they can leave because the guy is making him so uncomfortable. Namjoon doesn't get a good look at him before the stranger disappears into the cafe next door. They decide to leave before he comes back out. The next day, Jimin is happily humming on his way to his shop, still happy from yesterday's conversation with Namjoon. He knows his husband will return to him when he can. He just has to remain patient and be good. While walking along, he notices commotion up ahead. Shocked citizens crowded around police in an alleyway. He tries to see what's happening, but he's too short. He hears murmurs of another victim. Feeling quite somber at the news of another murder victim, he hurries to his shop so he can be surrounded by the joy of his creations. Upon arrival, he's surprised and concerned to find his shop already unlocked. He was sure no one else had a key. His heart is racing. Sunlight from the front window reflects a a small, shiny item. Jimin curiously picks it up from his work table and examines it. It's a silver bracelet with a small crescent moon affixed. Oh, how cute. Namjoon must have brought me a gift, he says. Oh. So, if you... That's supposed to be, right? Hosok's bracelet. Hosok's bracelet, yeah, that he was just wearing when he was with Namjoon. Yeah. Chapter 4. Weeks passed, and Jimin still has not heard from Namjoon. Maybe he wasn't in love with him anymore, but it wasn't like Namjoon to hide from problems. He usually faces them head on. Jimin needs to be patient, and he makes a plan to possibly see Namjoon today. He thinks he might be able to catch him at his second home, where Namjoon assu- or where Jimin assumes he's been staying instead of at their home. It broke his heart to think that Namjoon has been bringing other men home with him in secret. Was Namjoon really so unsatisfied with Jimin? This must be a test, Jimin decides, a test to prove his love and ability to be a good boy. He couldn't make sense of it, and he's just so lonely in Namjoon's absence. As Jimin walks up to Namjoon's second home, he notices that all the lights are on. He's peeking through the window when he spots Namjoon there with another man. Why does he keep doing this, Jimin wonders. Thanks for letting me stay with you, young, Jungkook says across the living room to Namjoon. Okay, I don't want to stop alone. you right here. Why? Why is Taeyong? Even- I'm so sorry. Why is Taeyong not in the picture right now? Is he going to be the last be one? Be patient. I'm so impatient. Be patient. Okay. <laughs> I just think, I just, yeah, it's keep okay. going. Okay. Thanks for letting me stay with you, young, Jungkook says across the living room to Namjoon. I didn't want to be alone. I'm sure you didn't want to be alone either. It's all right, Jungkook, Namjoon replies. He knows how close Jungkook had been with Hosok. With tears in his eyes, Jungkook looks up at Namjoon and says, Why is this happening? Why Why are all of our friends? And then he trails off into a sob. Namjoon holds Jungkook in his arms and strokes his hair, comforting him and telling him that it's going to be okay. Namjoon suggests that they invite Taeyang over so no one is alone right now. Jungkook agrees, shuddering at the thought of someone picking them off one by one. Namjoon suggests Jungkook calls Taeyang while he goes into into the kitchen to make them something to eat. He gave Jungkook's head a small pat before leaving the room. 
Jimin, still peeking through the window, wonders what's going on. Why did Namjoon have someone over? Why is he inviting others? He snaps out of this series of mental questions when he sees Namjoon appear in the doorway, walking back into the family room from the kitchen. Jimin is caught off guard to see that Namjoon is carrying a knife in his hand. Jimin feels uneasy and turns away. What is Namjoon doing with that knife? This might be something that he doesn't want to see. He hears noises coming from inside and peers through the window once again. His eyes widen as he sees Jungkook on the floor, bloody and lifeless. No. Namjoon is on his knees next to him, the knife lying in a, a pool of blood. What the fuck? Kayla! <laughs> Jimin like I know you're like I just I know where it goes and so anyways I'm trying I just to need stay to be calm. quiet I know you're okay I immediately went to psychopath Young, and I thought he was the crazy deranged man looking at Hosok across the street but okay okay Namjoon so, all right all right <laughs> Namjoon is on his knees next to him the knife lying in the pool of blood Jimin watches Namjoon pick up Jungkook's phone out of his lifeless hand. Young, lock your doors! Namjoon shouts, stay inside, don't go anywhere! He sounds panicked as tears stream down his face. Jimin is in shock at how well Namjoon is able to put on this devastated act. Even oh. more so, he can't believe Namjoon is the killer. Unsure of how he should act or what he should think, Jimin runs away. He runs all the way home, straight into his bedroom. He's sitting on his bed, holding his hands in his head, thoughts racing. He needs to talk to Namjoon about all of this. He needs to understand why his husband is doing these things. He needs to help Namjoon stop this. Tears are stinging his eyes as he runs his fingers through his hair. He shifts his gaze as he's doing this and something catches his eyes. His favorite scissors are there, sitting on his nightstand. Why are they red? Reaching out to them, he feels how wet they are. What is this? His eyes grow wide as he realizes what covers the scissors. Blood? He exclaims. He drops the scissors on the floor and quickly stands up. He's terrified. How did the scissors get covered in blood? Jimin tries to wipe the blood from the scissors off his hands, rubbing well by rubbing it against the front of his shirt and he finds his shirt to be wet too he looks down to see the front of his clothes soaked in blood oh man you ready for chapter five i'm ready for chapter five i'm just not even gonna make any guesses or predictions at this point (laughs) okay somehow jimin managed to sleep that night Before sleeping, he cleaned the blood off his scissors and his hands, and he threw away his blood-soaked clothes. He had fallen asleep thinking about his options. He He knows that he'd be no use at the shop today, so instead he decides he really needs to confront Namjoon and understand what's happening. He showers and gets dressed. He slips his favorite pair of scissors into his pocket in case he needs to protect himself against Namjoon. After all, he is a killer. He saw it with his own eyes. Mm. He needed to stop by the shop to pick up his phone. He wants to call Namjoon first, but maybe he could get him to meet somewhere private so that no one else could hear their conversation. His heart pounds as he walks to his shop. Paranoid questions fill his mind. What if Namjoon knew he witnessed the murder? What if the bloody scissors were to frame him? How had Namjoon placed the scissors there without him knowing? Nothing is making sense to him. 
Upon entering his shop, Jimin goes straight to the supply room to grab his phone from the shelf. As soon as he grabs it, he freezes. The phone is just a toy. What? Why is there a toy where his phone should be? In his uneasiness, he starts to fiddle with his wedding ring to calm his nerves, although it doesn't feel like a ring. He looks down to see a rubber band on his finger where his wedding ring should be. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Jimin. (laughs) I'm so intrigued right now. Keep going. (laughs) Jimin is so scared. His mind races. What does this mean? His wedding ring is a rubber band. His phone is a toy. Had he just imagined talking to Namjoon on the phone? Was his marriage all in his head? No, that can't be true. Jimin loved Namjoon. It couldn't be fake, right? He sits on the floor with his head in his hands. Had the wedding never happened? What about the day they sat on the park bench together? Memories flood Jimin's mind. He never sat on the park bench with Namjoon. He just witnessed it. That's how Namjoon met Yoongi. No. More memories crash into his consciousness. Oh no, Jimin. Things he never knew he had done. The murders, they were all him. He can see it clearly now. He sees how he snuck into Namjoon's house and killed Jungkook with his favorite pair of scissors in a moment of opportunity. Namjoon was holding a knife because he had been using it to prepare dinner. But no, Jimin decides, all this can't be true. His mind has to be playing tricks on him. He's having a nightmare. He is married to Namjoon. He knows it. He just has to hear the truth from Namjoon. He gets up and hurries out of the supply room and leaves the shop. He needs to find Namjoon. He searches all of Namjoon's usual spots, but doesn't find him. He goes to his second home, knocks on the front door, and waits. After a few minutes, a puffy-eyed Namjoon opens the door. He looks as if he spent the entire night crying. Can we talk? Jimin asks. It's really important. Jimin pushed past uh, Namjoon into the entryway. He can see police tape blocking off the living room. A lot of strange things are happening lately, and I need you to help me figure it out. Nothing makes sense. Namjoon looks at Jimin, confused in his grief stupor. Nothing could prepare Jimin for the words about to come out of Namjoon's mouth. Any guesses? (laughs) I'm asking you any guesses again. From my end? Yeah. I mean, I've had I've had so many theories at this point. I really at one point thought Namjoon was a ghost. I thought Taehyung was a psychopath. <laughs> I really have gone through it all at this point. I yeah. also thought that Namjoon was a killer. So where the story has led me to is that that Jimin is this infatuated, crazy in love with Namjoon human being. And now it has become a killer and so obsessed and so involved that he's done all of these things subconsciously. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. But maybe Perfect. not. Let's hear. Amazing. No, I love it. Um, Namjoon says, who are you? So you're right. Oh. Jimin chokes on his breath. What do you mean? Who am I? You know who I am. I'm your husband. Namjoon's expression changes from confusion to panic. You must have confused me with someone else. I'm not married. Namjuna, I'm confused. He needs to be right. He needs Namjoon to acknowledge him as his husband. 
how do you know my name? Namjoon seriously begins to freak out. I'm calling the cops. He heads for his phone, which is in the kitchen. Something snaps inside of Jimin. No. Namjoon is calling the cops on him. His own husband is having him arrested. He couldn't let that happen. Jimin slams the front door and follows Namjoon into the house. Hubby, we need to stop this nonsense. Holy shit. We are married, Jimin yells. <laughs> I don't know you. I've never seen you before in my life. Namjoon has never been this terrified in his life. Jimin slips his hand into his pocket, grabbing his favorite pair of scissors. Okay, I'm so sorry. I have to pause you at this climax moment. But when I'm picturing these scissors, I'm picturing a yellow pair of like Crayola scissors. So I'm no, like, no, no, no. How, how did he? These are like people? big, all silver fabric scissors. Oh, okay. 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 Big. <laughs> okay. Can kill a person. Yeah. <laughs> Namjuna, this has gone on long enough. I'm tired of you and ignoring me and ignoring our marriage. And then chapter five is over. That's how it ends. Wow. Um, But in my mind, Jimin is like holding those scissors like above his head, like fucking ready to go. Yeah. So chapter six. Sitting in a shop, Jimin sighs in boredom as he twirls his new pair of scissors on his work table. Oh my gosh, psychopath Jimin. Why has this not been a more theorized and and done thing? It needs to be in more fanfics. <laughs> Business is slow today. He's calm. He has no recollection of the murders nor Namjoon on his mind. He watches TV, the same old depressing stuff. Kim Sok Jin, Min Yoongi, Jung Ho Sok, Jung Jung Guk, and the final victim Kim Namjoon had all been murdered. No one knows who committed the string of murders. There was no evidence left to link anyone to the crimes. Jimin is saddened to see what the world is coming to. Really, Jimin is saddened to see what, like, okay. Needing to find a way to cheer himself up and distract from the boredom, he goes to the supply room to look at his things. He decides to make a crazy looking stuffed animal, like a rainbow cat. He grabs supplies and heads back to his work table, smiling and humming to himself as he works. He loses track of time until the bell on the door rings, alerting him that a customer has entered. The customer is a good-looking man, tall, slender. Jimin is mesmerized by his Adonis-like appearance. Can I help you, sir? Jimin asks. Yes, I need some bears, the man says as he approaches the table. How many? Five. I'm going to put them on my friend's graves. The man looks as if he could cry at any moment. Jimin feels his heart sink. You've lost so many friends. I'm sorry. I just am talking about like using a psychopath voice. I don't know what a psychopath voice is, but I think that's accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes Jimin just couldn't understand the cruelties of this world. The man continues. I'm trying not to think about it too much. But I need to do something for them, he said with a shaky tone. I need to show my love for them. He had loved them so much. Without his friends, he feels empty. Jimin feels such sympathy for the handsome man. He wanted to help him feel better, even if it's only a little bit. I can make the bears for your friends. Five will take a while, but I can have them done by tomorrow if I work diligently. 
Tomorrow would be great, the handsome man replies. He looks around the shop and says he would like the bears to be a golden brown color with a red bow on each of them. Writing down the man's request, Jimin replies, I will do that. May I have your name for the order? The man nods. Kim Taeyong. Jimin writes down the man's name and grabs the stuffed dog from the shelf. He holds it out to Taeyong. Here, take this. I know it's not much, but I hope it can bring you a little comfort. Taeyong gently takes the dog, grazing Jimin's fingers with his own. Thank you, you're so kind. Jimin says he'll have the bears ready by tomorrow, so Taeyong can return whenever he's ready to get them. Taeyong thanks him again and exits the shop. Jimin can't help but to think that this must be how fate works. He felt a spark when their fingers touched. His heart thumped in his chest. He smiles as he works on Taeyong's order. Occasionally, he stops to help a few customers, fidgeting with the rubber band on his finger as he does so. He helps a woman pick out a stuffed animal for her daughter, and she looks at his hand. I hope you don't mind me asking, but why do you have a rubber band on your finger? The woman asks. Jimin burst with a joyful smile before responding, I'm trying to get used to having something on my finger. I'm getting married to a wonderful man very soon. No. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. I'm so happy for you, the woman said kindly. What's the lucky man's name? Jimin smiles. No. Young. Uh, <laughs> and that's the end that's the end that's the end wow that had that had me hooked the whole damn time that was really good um it reminds me of the the netflix of, series you yes i okay literally i love this i love this story so much that i told my co-workers about it today after no school. way <laughs> and my one of my co-workers he was like that sounds like you and i was like i know but this the reason why i said the date this was released because this came out march of 2018 before mm-hmm. you came out like this is before that like this person wasn't inspired by you like this is her Did own you story go and look at the comments on ao3 to no, see if anyone had have. made the parallels or I'm said sure like you're have. fucking genius <laughs> i'm sure she i'm sure people have yeah. and honestly like i summarized but like you guys go read it for yourself because it's so fucking good like i i mean the the connections between like the book and the bracelet and the the scissors and the even the stuffed dog that he was working on at the beginning and at mm-hmm. the end he gave it to Young. like what the fuck like yeah yeah all those little tiny bits and pieces of information that that made reappearances yeah it just the this author she just clever thought she's super clever and they just thought about all of the little things. And I mean, really, I am one of those people that I feel like I can read ahead a little bit. Like I, um, you know, can kind of predict what's going to happen sometimes in like a reading or in a movie or something. But this had me like by the time I got to like chapter five, I was like, yo, I'm fucking doing this fanfic because yeah, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the twist and turns, I just could not believe it the whole time. So I'm really glad that you liked it. I have yeah. been so I'm excited glad that to I got share to react you. live to it on the podcast because I feel that that very similarly resembled probably what you were going through when you were reading it too. I I just, I have never 
ever even heard of a fanfic where Jimin is this murderer and psychopathic mind. Never. So that was that was one of the last things on my mind. I I don't know how I got to Namjoon is a ghost or Young is like across <laughs> the street psychopath randomly killing people for no reason. But that's where my mind went. I did not expect that yeah. until probably chapter five. When, yeah. When like became a little clearer. I just searched Minjoon, right? With some filters on AO3, completed works, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I clicked on this one, like I, you know, open in a new tab because I was like, that sounds sexy, unfaithful. Ooh, and Jimin just wants his husband to come home. What is it going to be like? No, nothing like I thought. And it's so much better than anything it could have been. Like, yeah. It even brought out that little praise kink in him, too. Like, <laughs> fantasizing Namjoon saying over the phone, if you're a good boy, like... <laughs> I know. But I love how you, at that point you were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. yo. Because <laughs> me, too. I was very too. confused. <laughs> I was like, Namjoon sounds fucking disgusting. Like, I was... Like... <laughs> anyways... Wow, great, so, great fic. I thank you. I loved it. Really Thanks. good job. I'm you, so glad you did. You fucking find the best fix. <laughs> I don't know your level of skill or what you're doing to be able to find them. I don't know. I don't even read fanfic often, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. So I don't know. But thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hear okay. yours. So my fanfiction that I chose, its title is... This Feeling, This Everglow. And it's by Inking Brushes on AO3. So, here's the, the author summary. Hosok works at a bakery, and Yoongi is one-third of the country's biggest band. Or, the one where they fall in love at a bakery, and Yoongi ends up writing a song about it. So this is a bakery band AU that oh, is this sounds so cute. Yeah, it's very cute, very fluff. It's about 17,613 words, not about that's exact. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so interesting because when I found this, I thought, "Oh, 17,600, that's not that long." And then it took me fucking forever to summarize this shit. It's so good. And I really wanted to do it justice, but really it took me so long to summarize. But it's so, so good. And I'm excited to share with all of you guys and with you, Kayla. Soap. 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 I <laughs> <laughs> I originally wanted to do a fanfic that was... I wanted to do Soap because on a previous episode that was recent, I said, I just adore Soap and I love Soap so much. But I really haven't read many of their their fanfics so I really wanted to find a good one. And there's not as many soap fanfics as I expected mm. there to be. There's still a handful for sure. But a lot of them were really raunchy. Like <laughs> A lot of them were just pure smut. And I thought, I can't do that. And then I found like the most fluffy of them all. Like, why? Why is it so hard to find both? This has smut in it too, but not, not that much. All right. So, starting off, and this is summarized, so it's not going to be like the way you told it. No, that's, that's fine. The story begins with Hosok 
working the front counter at a bakery on a very cold, windy, wet, and rainy day. He notices a thin, bright, bleached-haired boy shuffling inside the bakery, holding on to a dripping umbrella, tracking in mud and water as he makes his way to the counter. At first, Hobie thinks about how Taeyang had just mopped right where this customer is dripping mud and water, but he instantly forgets all of that when he notices the boy is shivering and is clearly cold from being outside. Mm-mm. Hosak greets the man with his, quote, signature million wattage smile and says, <laughs> Hi, good morning. How can I? But stops mid-sentence when the boy finally looks up at him. Hosok instantly recognizes the boy to be Min Yoongi, a member of one of the nation's most popular boy bands, Take Five. (laughs) (laughs) That's a candy bar. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I like the name, though. I'm just curious why Take Five. I know. There's three of them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yoongi urges Hosok to keep it cool and that it's been a long day and he really doesn't want to be running away from paparazzis in this rain. Hosok obliges, nearly biting his tongue off to silence himself. Not only because Min Yoongi is standing in front of him, but also that nothing could have prepared him for how fucking beautiful he is in real life, which us too, Hobie, like us too. This is our exact <laughs> thoughts when we saw Mimungi in real life. Right. Like nothing compares to how beautiful he is in person. Yungi apologizes for getting mud all over the floor and Hobie replies, you can track mud across the bakery anytime. Oh, Yungi laughs a little at Hosok's comment and smiles up at him. When Yungi smiles up, Hosok can't help but to think about how badly he wants to wrap Yungi up in a towel or two to keep him warm. Change scenes to a day later. Hosok's covered in flour and Taeyong's covered in chocolate because their workday has been just so, so busy. But Hobie doesn't mind because he loves his job and the joy that the bakery treats bring to all of their array of different customers. He's working there part-time while also attending university. Young had introduced him to the bakery owners who kindly offered him a job and they treat the boys like their own, always sending them home with bags of breakfast treats and muffins and coffee. Sok Jin also works at the bakery, but mostly does the baking. At the end of the day, when the bakery dies down, Young asked Hobie about something he had said earlier relating to a celebrity. Hobie cautiously checks his surroundings so no one overhears him telling Taeyang that Min Yoongi was a customer at the bakery that day. <laughs> Taeyang, of course, is surprised and almost doesn't believe Hobie that Min Yoongi, band member of Take 5, was at the bakery earlier. He also makes a point to add that Hobie was supposed to buy tickets to that concert to go see them live, but had forgotten. The two play around with each other, throwing things like crumbs of bread and chocolate at each other, which is, like, adorable, too cute. <laughs> so cute. So fluff. Love it. Uh, but eventually their day ends. So story switches to a new day where Hosok, Young, and Jin are all working. To much Hobie's surprise, he's greeted again at the bakery by Min Yoongi, ordering a coffee and maybe a brownie, too. Taeyang is standing beside Hobie, wide-eyed and starstruck. Hobie eventually nudges at Taeyang to start getting Yoongi's order ready. 
Hobi collects the brownie, and Taeyang slides the coffee to Yoongi, trying to touch his finger slightly when he slides it across. They don't exchange many words before Yoongi, before Yoongi quietly leaves the store. Hobi's in complete shock, and the only words he managed to get out when Yoongi leaves is, holy shit, in which <laughs> Taeyang echoes, holy shit. Hobi keeps playing over and over in his head the two small encounters he's had with Yoongi now, thinking and wondering how he's encountered him twice. He also can't stop wondering just how cute Yoongi is in real life. He just, like, can't get over it. Us. Same. We relate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Taeyang insists that they tell Jin Young about their encounter with Min Yoongi. So they go into the kitchen, and Jin is baking, when Taeyang tells him this elaborate story of how Min Yoongi was just in the bakery, Sokjin doesn't believe anything Taeyang is telling him, because apparently Taeyang has cried wolf a couple of times in the past. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Hobie doesn't say anything to confirm Taeyang's story, basically because he's just busy trying to suppress his feelings and marking them as just a, quote, celebrity crush. Mm. A new day comes around, and Hosak is working the evening shift after a long day of classes and tests. Hobie looks up to the sound of the door's bell ringing above, only to find the one and only Min Yoongi again walking into the bakery. Hobie asks what he'd like to order, but instead of ordering, Yoongi nervously taps his fingers on the counter and introduces himself. Uh, my name is Yoongi. Just, oh my god, nervous Nelly, so cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what really gets me about this introduction is that Hobie is like so stunned that he felt the need to introduce himself. But in the story, Hobie actually doesn't introduce himself back. Like he doesn't say, oh, my name's Hosok or anything. So he never mm -hmm. actually introduces himself to Yoongi, which I think is so funny. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, they're just yeah. really nervous with each other, so maybe that's why. He just totally forgets. He just totally forgets. Yeah. So instead of introducing himself, Hobie asks for Yungi's order again. And Yungi orders his usual, which is a coffee and maybe a brownie, too, which I think is cute. Mm -hmm. It's just so cool and nonchalant how he asks for a brownie. Right. <laughs> Yungi wanting a brownie. I love yeah. it, though. Mm-hmm. Yoongi then thanks Hobie for not calling the media, and Hobie says it's not a problem. And he couldn't imagine how invasive it must feel to have the media always following you around. Yoongi says yeah, and Hobie can see that Yoongi's smiling at him as he's leaving the bakery. And Yoongi says, see you, instead of goodbye. So is this like... Yoongi is like pursuing like he's fucking pursuing he's 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 coming into this bakery like every damn day he doesn't need to be there like if he <laughs> revisits the same place the paparazzi's gonna fucking find him like going to the same place but he is I'm happy that you bring that up because that comes oh. into play okay mm, snaps <laughs> at least you're on to the story where I was like so dumb for years so I was like he's a ghost <laughs> Psychopath Taeyong. <laughs> no, we're waiting for your story for Psychopath Taeyong, Bethany. I know, I know. I'm, I this has made me motivated doing Good. a fanfic files episode. We switch to later that evening when Hobie's shift is over and he's sitting in front of TV while poorly attempting to study the books in front of him. Taeyong cuddles up next to Hobie and sees that Hobie's watching. 
Take 5 on TV. They watch together, and Hobie notices how different Yoongi seems on camera versus their encounters together. On screen, Yoongi seems closed off, sitting quietly to the side of his other members. When the broadcast ends, Hobie notices Taeyang laughing at his phone, and Hobie can see Jungkook's name across the screen. Hobie rolls his eyes because these two are always texting each other and sending each other stupid pictures like rats running away with a donut in their mouth. Okay. <laughs> that's, really, that's really what happens. Okay. Hobie only hates their relationship because it's disgustingly adorable. Like, okay, so this whole Tay Cook shit, I swear I did not know that Tay Cook was in this storyline until it came up. I swear. I was going to say. I just saw that it was a soap, a soap fanfic, and it had a lot of love, and a lot of people really appreciate it, and so I wanted to share it. And as I was reading, it was like, side, take hook. I'm like, okay, well, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> it just makes it better. But I did not pick it for that purpose. And it's very side take hook. It's okay. not the center of the story at all. Yeah. A few days have passed before Yoongi visits the bakery again. Only this time, he brings his orange-haired bandmate, Park Jimin. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> Hosak and Yoongi have a little nervous greeting with each other, and Yoongi mentions how the band is on a brief break right now. As of right now, they're on a break. Oh, no. Shortly after, like, not from each other. Oh, okay. They're, like, Just taking like, a break. Okay, cool. They're chilling. Chilling. They're not broken right, up. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Shortly after, Taeyang enters the room, nearly spilling the platter of cupcakes in his hands when he sees both Yoongi and Park Jimin at the counter. Taeyang dumbly asks, oh, hey, welcome. We're a bakery. No shit. <laughs> and Jimin wittily adds, we're customers. <laughs> Hobie starts to notice a red color servicing on Yoongi's cheeks, which Hosok denies to be blushing and is probably just cold outside. Sure. Mm-hmm. They order muffins and coffee and cookies and talk briefly before Yoongi gets a call from Namjoon saying he's outside and ready to go. As they're leaving, Jimin loudly and obviously whispers to Young, he likes coming here. I wonder why. Oh, my God. Hobie overhears, but of course doesn't think anything of it. Over the next couple months, I mean months, Yoongi continues to make appearances at the bakery regularly. Months. Like four times a week. Oh my God. (laughs) Please tell me that during this time, Hobie picks up what's going on. No. No, he doesn't. No. Are you surprised? No. (laughs) It's fluff. (laughs) Okay. You're right. He even starts using the back entrance. So this is still Yoongi. Yoongi even starts using the back entrance, Mm, entrance. staying after close, and the owner of the bakery offers not to charge him anymore since he feels to be a part of the bakery now. One night, after close, the lights are dimmed, and Yoongi and Hosok are talking over coffee, sharing stories about school and stories about the band. When they head to the back to leave, their shoulders brush just slightly. They part their ways, and for the first time, Hobie asks, I'll see you tomorrow? And Yoongi replies, yeah, of course, Mm. and smiles at Hobie in a way so very different from the way he smiles on TV or in front of a camera. 
This is so cute. I know, it's so fluff. <laughs> I love it. It's so fluff. I love it. <laughs> After this, however, a week has gone by and there's been no sights of Yoongi at the bakery. It becomes so unusual that Jin asks Hobie where Yoongi's been. Hobie says he hasn't seen him and hasn't a clue why. He understands that Yoongi's a celebrity and busy and that he has better things to do but Hobie can't help but to feel sad he hasn't stopped by. As Jungkook, Taeyong, Jin, and Hosok leave the bakery after close, they turn around a corner just as Yoongi rounds it from the other side. Yoongi asks if they've already closed, but before anyone gives him an answer, Jin says, quote, that's my cue, oh. and keeps on walking. Taeyong and Jungkook snicker together as they leave, saying that they're heading home leaving Hobie and Yoongi alone. Hosok asks Yoongi how he's been, and Yoongi immediately apologizes for not coming to see him and that he's been avoiding the bakery because a paparazzi spotted him there once and he wanted to make sure they didn't find out about his secret hangout spot. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. Yoongi then expresses his concern about paparazzi's coming to the bakery because then he and Hobie wouldn't be able to talk anymore. Hobie mm. then adds that they're talking just fine outside the bakery, and Yoongi says, but you know what I mean. And Hobie continues to say, but no, I don't know what you mean. he has no idea. Mm-mm. Oh, God, Yoongi. He doesn't know what he means. He loves him. He totally fucking knows, but he, he says he doesn't want to overthink it to himself. Okay. He's thinking that to himself. Sure. <laughs> Later on in the week, all the boys are together at the bakery. Jen, Tae, Jungkook, Hobie, Yoongi, and even Namjoon and Jimin. They're all friends now, just hanging out, messing around, giving each other a hard time, all in the midst of their fun and games. In the moment, Yoongi and Hobie lock eyes. It's a gaze in which Hobie cannot describe. It's different. It's unique. It's special. Oh. And Hobie describes this moment and this day as a perfect, quote, Sunday morning. Pure happiness. Wow. wow. Right as Yoongi's about to order another brownie, June stops him by saying, you've been writing utter sap. You don't need any more sugar. <laughs> Hobie initially thinks nothing of it, but when June says this, Yoongi suddenly turns pink and Jimin shoots him an all-too-knowing smirk. I love that he knows. Hobie thinks nothing of no, this. But yeah. I love that Jimin knows. I love that Jimin is like playing wingman, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. The next morning, Hosok wakes up to a text, and it's the first thing to make him smile at 8 a.m. in the morning. It's a text from Yoongi saying, quote, Tay told me you drool in your sleep, dot, dot, dot. Well, good morning anyway. Mm. That's so cute. Again, Hobie tries his absolute hardest to think nothing of it. On a different Sunday afternoon, Yoongi and Hobie are sitting together, talking, of course, over coffee and cookies and muffins. Yoongi mentions that the band is going to start recording again. But before Hobie can respond, Yoongi darts his eyes over his shoulder to the door and murmurs, I thought I saw somebody. They both check outside the door to see no one or anything in sight. Just as they're about to continue their conversation, Yoongi abruptly grabs Hosok's wrist. At first, it seems like a light, small, soft, sensual touch. 
but when he grabs him, he heads him down the hall towards the back door of the bakery. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. As they're heading down, Yungi's grip keeps getting tighter and tighter as they approach the door, to the point Hosok is starting to, it's starting to become painful, and Hosok asks, Yungi? And as he does, when they leave the bakery out the back door, they come out of the bakery to find a swarm of paparazzis yelling and shouting and putting flashing cameras in their faces. No. Uh-huh. Yungi pulls Hobie into his car, just as he hears the sleazy old man call them fags. And Yungi shouts back, shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of my way, and closes the passenger door. God damn. Yungi gets in on the other side on the driver's seat and immediately drives away, nearly hitting paparazzis in the process. Yungi sighs as they approach Hosok's apartment and apologizes for what happened. All Hobie wants to do in this moment is reach out and touch Yungi. But he's unsure of where to touch him. So he settles for touching his elbow, which he determines as, quote, neutral ground. <laughs> he tells Yungi that it's not his fault and that it's okay and everything's fine. Now they're both gazing softly at each other and Hosok notices the edges of Yungi's mouth slacking. Yungi then says, I like being with you, Hosok. It's unfair because I like my time with you. And I hardly get away from anybody. And I like you. Yay. Hosok's in such disbelief when Yungi says this. Because over the past couple of months, he's done nothing but try to convince himself otherwise that there's nothing going on and that they're merely just friends. So all Hosok can utter is, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I know. It's so cute. Damn it. Yungi's demeanor changes. What do you mean, what? I like you, Hosok. As an honest to fucking God, I like you. And I'm sorry for saying that, but but I just. Hosok now moves his hand from Yungi's elbow to his wrist, a not-so-neutral zone, mm-hmm. tracing circles on the smooth skin of Yungi's wrist and demands, say that again. And so for the third time, Yungi says, I like you. And Hoagie can help but to grin ear to ear because he can't, but also maybe he can believe what he's hearing and says, Mm. I like you too. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) The next day at school, Hosok sees the headliners portraying Yungi poorly in the media after what happened. Hosok brushes it off because he knows that's not Min Yungi and it's just the media, but he can't imagine how Yungi feels after this. Hosok goes to the bakery after school for a shift and finds that the bakery is packed and crowded with people. He finds a sweaty Young covered in flour and even Jungkook helping out with all of the immense heavy wow. business. Hosok asks what's going on and Jungkook says Min Yoongi happened. Hosok takes a look at the bakery and it looks unfamiliar and foreign to him. He becomes so overwhelmed and almost angry by all the people. He just wants to yell at them. He's not here. He's not coming. Damn. Dude. And they, I mean, he can't be there, right? Like, he he can't be seen no. in public with him now and definitely can't go back there. Mm-hmm. And it's caused all of this, like, all of these issues for the rest of them that are, like, trying to work and, you know 
dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking paparazzi. Sucks. The fucking sucks. media. Bro. Okay. Mm-hmm. By closing time, they're all exhausted. So exhausted, they decide to take the bus home, and Hobie crashes immediately when he gets to his bed. Fully decided that he won't be studying for his tests and he won't be going to his 8 a.m. class in the morning. But before he falls asleep, he gets a call from Yoongin asking if he can come over, in which Hosak says, most definitely, he can come over. Yoongin doesn't get there until 11 p.m. after Hosak has already fallen asleep, being let in by Jungkook, who was oh cuddling Young on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love the subtle yeah. Taehyung. and really throughout this story if you go and read it they are portrayed so perfectly but they're also just such (laughs) shits such shits especially jungkook like jungkook is a little troublemaker and him and jin also have like tons of bickering i mean it's really cute (laughs) so jungkook points to Mm. where hosak's room is Yoongi makes his way to Hobie's room and lies next to him on the bed. Hobie awakens by the feeling of the weight of Yoongi's body lying beside him. Yoongi then begins to softly kiss his cheek. They say a few sweet and playful things before Yoongi and Hosak finally kiss. And mm, it's magical. Course. Yeah, so from here, there's like a huge chunk of story okay. that I took out. It's there's sun there's so many metaphors and similes and it's just so beautifully written. It's super fluffy, super lovey and cute, and their relationship just progresses and blossoms into mm-hmm. this beautiful flower. And they're just more physical with each other, more affectionate. Uh, they get caught by Namjoon, who walks in on them and says that they're both sickening, but Hosak persists that Taeyong and Jungkook are more <laughs> sickening. <laughs> there's a sex scene there's actually like at least one sex scene there's another one that's kind of okay. like half a sex scene go read it okay I'm not gonna, yeah disregard yeah. the smut i left it out <laughs> moving on with the plot yoongi and hosak are standing outside smoking on yoongi's balcony and yoongi says you know what whenever i look at you i hear a song Hosak faces Yungi, the warm orange sun right beside his smile, and asks, what kind of song? Yungi takes another moment, a long moment, the sweetest fucking melody. Damn. Fuck, what it's a line. so good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's now that winter breaks into spring, and Yungi's smile reminds Hosak of a smile akin to the eventual blossoming of tulips, to the eventual blossoming of all the flowers, of all the trees, growing green leaves again, starting again. And to Yoongi, Hosok's smile is as bright as the 4 p.m. sun that shines high above their heads and just as warm, if not warmer. Midway into summer, Take 5 releases a song, and Hosok hears it for the first time in the bakery. And even though Jimin's singing the song, Hosok's thinking of Yoongi and how this is the sweetest fucking oh melody. Oh my he's god. Ever heard. I'm like <laughs> Taeyang looks over at Hobie, laughing, because it's obvious the song was written about him. He just knows. So Hobie collects an array of bakery items that was ordered, 
puts them in a bag and hands them to the customer, who, of course, oh. is Min Yoongi. Hello, world? Hosak asks, questioning the title of the song. The song Yoongi had written for him, his song, their song, and Yoongi shrugs, breaking a cookie in half, giving the second half to Hobie. Hello, son. Oh my and that's god! The end. <laughs> it's so fluff, but it was oh, so it's good. So good! Oh my god! Wow! I don't even know what to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just over. I'm <laughs> overwhelmed by like how sweet that is. Like, I mean, beautiful. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like, yeah, I'm blushing. I, I read it already. I've read it twice I think or three my whole times face now. And I'm blushing. Is, like beet red. Like. <laughs> Warm. (laughs) Warm. Man, yeah, no, I love that. Oh my god. You know I love a good fluff piece. Wow. I have I've become very into fluff. It's almost like I I like the the brief smut I felt when I first got into fanfic. Mm -hmm. I loved the smut a little bit more. But now I just can't get over the fluff because I I also can't get over when like characters are a little bit more in tune to how the actual members of BTS are. So because there was a soap fic that I wanted to do, but Taeyong in it was just so much of an asshole. (laughs) I couldn't do it, even though the plot was like kind of like yours, twisting and turning and on the edge. Like, I don't know what's happening. The story's so Mm -hmm. intertwined with itself. But I couldn't do it. Oh, I just, I need that true authenticity, that true realism. Yeah. And no, yes. I totally, um, I'm totally on board with that. I loved like how Yoongi and Hosok and really all the characters were portrayed in your story. Um, like mm-hmm. because mine are not necessarily portrayed in my story, like how they are in real life. Like obviously Jimin is not a psychopath, like murderer, <laughs> like serial killer. Um, like when I was watching videos today, it was hard to not see him like that because yeah, <laughs> because I was like so <laughs> in like the research and so in like reading this and like excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I had to t- do a total reset, but it's refreshing to hear like your story with just like, I mean, seeing like mm-hmm. true parts of like them in real life come through in their characters is always so wonderful. Yeah. 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 What a great <laughs> fanfic so files fun. episode. So such different stories, but so both were so enjoyable to to read and listen yeah. to. So if you enjoyed this episode or if you have enjoyed any of our previous episodes, there are a few things you can do to let us know. Writing a review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on is huge. It helps people find us and builds the prospect of us getting sponsors. Um, Thank you guys so much for all of the kind reviews that we've gotten so far. You can also let us know what you think by reaching out to us via email or social media. And you can find links for all of those things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.